0: From providing Green Certified Accommodation to students in Nairobi.
1: The local environment does not provide students with adequate choices of safe, secure and affordable student accommodation. And we want to address that. And for that, access to capital is is extremely critical.
0: To developing the Bangladeshi capital markets.
2: You will see Bangladesh coming up in a greater way because if there are finances, the country has all the resources to mobilize within the private sector.
0: Local currency bonds are fast becoming a crucial way of supporting infrastructure project development in lower-income countries across Africa and Asia. You're listening to Blended Knowledge, a podcast from Garantco, a private infrastructure development group company set up to help mobilize long-term local currency financing into domestic infrastructure. I'm your host, Marjolein van Kampen.
3: And I'm your other host, Bio one In this episode, we're finding out how the bond market can deliver impact within infrastructure as an alternative source of long-term financing.
0: Over the last two years, the COVID pandemic has shown the need for critical infrastructure in the renewable energy, food production and affordable housing sectors. It has also showcased the role of digital infrastructure in connecting people and keeping economies running.
3: The global effects of the pandemic have also highlighted gaps which led to supply chain disruptions, affecting equipment suppliers, food and agribusiness and student accommodation sectors. And yet, despite the clear need for infrastructure project development, the funding deficit in lower income countries across Africa and Asia is still large.
0: In Africa, the shortfall is estimated to be around 170 billion US dollars per year. And in developing Asia, it's as high as 1.7 trillion dollars per year. But to fill this shortfall, we can't rely on government funding alone.
3: And that's where the bond market comes in. Let's find out about the potential of infrastructure bonds and what Garinco is doing in this space. First, let's speak to Leith Al-Falaki, CEO of Garanco. Leith, though the bond market is a nascent sector, it is growing rapidly. Why is it such an attractive option?
4: You're absolutely right. It is, uh, it is growing very quickly and, and particularly the issuance of green bonds. And it's increasingly becoming a new avenue for attracting institutional investors as well as guarantors to help finance the local infrastructure companies and developers who we deal with in our markets. Companies have generally exhausted traditional banking facilities for their business needs when they look to the bond markets and they're really looking for that alternative longer term finance and funding. I think it uh, provides a really attractive source of alternative long term financing and it really supports our main mission, which is crowding in private institutional investors and really bringing on board pension funds and insurance funds.
0: Traditionally, institutional investors have viewed government securities as safer options. How can the issue of safety be alleviated?
4: Well, I think the the long-term credit solutions that uh, we provide are really important in uh, providing that catalytic impact and increasing participation of local banks and institutional investors. And that's by offering this local currency financing. Uh, for some really capital-intensive industries. And, you know, those capital-intensive industries, particularly infrastructure, do require sustainable finance and much longer maturities than would otherwise be available. So, Leith, how do bond
3: guarantees support companies and benefit issuers in the markets you're faced with?
4: Well, I think there are a number of, of things. Firstly, they play a a key role in supporting companies who are seeking to to leverage that market and and actually access a different class of investor than they may have been able to attract in the past. I think as well, developing the capital markets of local economies, uh, particularly in the lower income countries across Africa and Asia, is vital. And I think using bond instruments um, provides a significant number of benefits to the issuers who can build up their credit reputation over time, gives them access to credit ratings through bond issuances, and also opportunities to list on international exchanges. I think as well, it does provide wider access to some larger pools of capital that are available in the international markets, and they are also providing a very liquid investment for bondholders who are seeking to invest in listed bond instruments.
0: And as ESG factors become a growing focus, how do bond instruments fit in?
4: You're right. I mean, ESG goes to the heart of everything we are trying to do, and it's more important now than ever. And I think bond instruments can really help address this issue. ESG factors are vital considerations in the decision making of infrastructure developers, and I think it's generally invest, uh, accepted that uh, green investments are key to ensure sustainability and growth in the countries in which we operate. And by issuing green bonds, in in particular, but also um, a number of other bonds with with external verification, that really does provide a strong comfort to investors. I think. If you look at the uh, the green bonds that we have uh, been involved with, they are pitched with really strong, internationally accepted standards. They've been through really rigorous ESG compliance processes, and you know from some really well-regarded, highly-regarded uh, institutions such as the International Capital Market Association and the Climate Bond Initiative. Well, let's hear how GarantCo
3: has been delivering local currency bonds. Angela Lobo is an Associate Director in the Global Execution Team at GarantCo. Angela, can you tell us about the work has done with Pran Agro? In
5: 2021, GarantCo provided a 2.1 billion taka 100% bond guarantee to enable MetLife Bangladesh, a leading insurance company, to be the sole investor in a seven-year bond. Fixed bond issued by Pran Agro. The proceeds from the bond, guaranteed by Garantco, have enabled Pran Agro's expansion plans, including land development, construction, storage facilities, and processing machinery. This transaction was key to developing the Bangladeshi capital markets as it was the first domestic bond backed by a development financial institution in Bangladesh and first to be subscribed by an institutional insurance investor. This bond financing also helps support local farmers and contributes to food security, which was important given the pandemic's impact on food production, as well as job security given the government of Bangladesh plans to increase its agricultural output and diversify exports by increasing the country's agricultural exports. Thank you,
0: Angela. We also have on the panel Usma Chowdhury, Pran Agro's Corporate Finance Director. Usma, welcome to our podcast. So what was involved from your side and why was this bond important to the company?
2: As you know, like Bangladesh is growing very fast. And we were an agricultural country and from agricultural country, we are moving towards more industrialization. And Pran Agro Limited is a company which deals with a lot of agricultural commodity. And we do a lot of packaging and increasing the shelf life of the agricultural items of the nation. We have banks in the country and The banks have a limit like how much they can invest in Pran Agro Limited or in our group We have pretty much exhausted the limits what all of the banks can invest in our group So therefore we had to look outside Bangladesh for further fundings So when we started looking outside of Bangladesh for finances, the bond was one of the best ways of raising money I mean, as Bangladesh's, all the banks' growth is slower than the company's growth. This is one of the procedures. This is one of the ways all of the private companies will be able to get the funding from outside Bangladesh through the capital market. And the capital market will have funding from other countries, other investors, other banks of the entire world. For this reason... We wanted to have the first leading role in our country through Garantos' help. This is just the first starting and you will see Bangladesh coming up in a greater way because if there are finances, the country has all the resources to mobilize within the private sector.
3: And Uzma, building further on what Angeles has said, how has this bond enabled Pran Agro's expansion plans?
2: Well, Pran Agro Limited, as I already mentioned, that is working for uh, processing a lot of agro-produced items. One of the examples that I can give like honey. Honey is being procured from many sources and we are packaging it in our premises. So we have to have a lot of processing and packaging units for different products. We have different kind of candies different kind of spices that are mixed and processed here in this uh, production facility we needed to buy a lot of different machineries processing machineries testing machineries so that we can process them check the quality of the items, and then we are ready for exporting all the agricultural produce to the outer world. So, uh, mainly what we have done is created an infrastructure for the agricultural produce so that it can be processed. Uh, It can be collected, quality checked, and then processed, and then packed, and uh, sold within Bangladesh, as well as outside Bangladesh as
0: export. Thank you, Usma. Another example to highlight is Acorn Holdings' certified green bond transaction in Kenya, which Guarantco supported. Phil Skinner, managing director, global execution team of Guarantco, joins us now. Phil, can you tell us a little bit more?
6: Hi, Marilyn. Uh, yes, in 2019, Guarantco provided a partial credit guarantee to Acorn's 4.3 billion shillings note program. That's roughly 43 million dollars uh, equivalent. The guarantee covers 50% of principal and interest due uh, to fund the construction of accommodation for 5,000 students in Nairobi. The NOTE programme was the first ever to achieve green certification in Kenya, indeed in the whole of East Africa, ensuring that there was a genuine contribution to reducing carbon emissions. Moreover, the NOTE programme was distinguished as having achieved several other firsts in the regional market, uh, it was the first non-governmental bond to be rated by Moody's and achieved a B1 rating under the Moody's methodology, which is one notch higher than the sovereign bond rating in Kenya. It was always the, also the first green bond to be listed on the Nairobi Securities Exchange and the first to be dual listed on the international securities market of the London Stock Exchange, making Acorn the f- first Kenyan shilling green bond to be listed in London. And we were honoured by the presence of President Uhuru Kenyatta, who opened the market at the listing of that bond.
3: Thanks, Phil. And can you tell us about the follow up to this initial transaction in 2021?
6: So after 2019, the corporate bond market in Kenya came back to life and ACORN were able to return to the market in 2021 to do a follow on issuance under the under the note program. They raised, raised a further. billion shillings, approximately $12.9 million, as part of the upsizing for the note program to support additional green certified student accommodation in Nairobi. Other pitch companies that played a significant role in providing financing to ACORN include the Emerging Africa Infrastructure Fund, which participated as an anchor investor in the note program in 2009 whilst Infrico Africa participated as an investor in ACORN's real estate investment trusts, both the development and income REITs in February 2021.
0: Thank you very much, Phil. I'm pleased to say that we also have Ragaf Gandhi, ACORN's managing director, joining us. Ragaf, why is this an important transaction for ACORN?
1: Thanks, Marjolein. Uh It's a pleasure to be part of this podcast. So for us, uh, for ACORN, from a strategic standpoint... The transaction enabled us to stand out as a credible uh, issuer in in Kenya's capital markets, which means that as we seek to continue our growth, we will be able to tap into local institutional investors in the future as well. So this very much was a a starting point and a starting point as part of a bigger picture of accessing uh, long-term capital for our growth. Just to provide a little bit more context on that, you know, our market research has indicated that the addressable market for our product offerings is over 100,000 beds. And as we we are the only institutional provider of purpose-built student accommodation in Nairobi, we're only providing 3,800 beds out of that demand potential. This just highlights the scope for additional growth. The... You know, local environment does not provide students with adequate choices of safe, secure and affordable student accommodation. And we want to address that housing gap and fundamental need. And for that, access to capital is is extremely critical.
3: Thanks, Raghav. What role do you believe the bond market will play in further supporting the growth and success of your company?
1: yeah it's a great question uh, you know as you know real estate is a is a capital intensive asset class and so the green bond enabled us to fund a sizable portion of the funding requirement representing the debt necessary uh, for the construction of the selected projects which are again part of that growth that I mentioned earlier so the, there is a fair amount of liquidity available in the local market and and we believe that if we can access that capital for responsible developments as attested by the green certification then we will be able to achieve multiple objectives including driving the growth of our business as well as helping to address that housing gap i spoke about earlier if you uh, look at evidence over the past 12 to 18 months there has been an increase in issuances of corporate or project bonds and one of the main reasons for that was the launch of the acorn green bond which you know was enabled by the security package offered to investors which as you know contained that guarantee by garantco itself
0: thanks very much for joining us ragav so let's wrap up and bring in leith el falaki back into the discussion leith what can we learn about the potential of local currency bonds from these two case studies?
4: Well, I think both those, uh, those case studies that we have just been covered are really Pathfinder transactions and they both really do support the development of local capital markets and by mobilizing local banks, insurance companies, pension funds, um, and getting them to invest in projects and corporate bonds, I think we are really moving the market. I think Garantco has played an instrumental role in uh, helping provide that long-term local currency solution and encouraging the private investors to participate and you know, really take a stake in the local capital markets in which these two companies that we've just discussed operate um and that really does allow diversification of instruments from traditional you know government securities for that institutional money i mean as local markets in in both these uh, countries continue to develop and mature i think we're going to further unlock the potential to attract a, a larger pool of capital um, via offshore bond instruments from international investors you know through that listing process on international and regional exchanges and i think both uh, those bond markets and others will further provide additional liquidity which allow that access to long-term funding for infrastructure which is vital in the uh, lower income markets across Africa and Asia which are obviously the key markets in which we operate. Thanks to Uzma Chahuri, Raghav Gandhi, Leith
3: Al-Falaki, Phil Skinner, Angela Lobo for joining us on the podcast and Bayo Akinwanmi
0: and I'm Marjolein van Kampen. Thank you for listening to this episode of Garantco's Blended Knowledge podcast series. If you would like to find out more about our approach and vision, please visit garantco.com.